everyone, and welcome down to episode number 105 of the Down South Photo Show. With me, Brendan Waits, here in Ocean Grove, Victoria, Australia. Mm. And the dude on the other screen, or in your other ear if you're listening to the podcast, it's Cam Blake in Hobart, Tasmania, Australia, with his festive background on. Hello, Cameron. Hello, Brendan. I don't think you're going to be able to bleep that out at the start. <laughs> I, oh, don't, I know, I, I think know, it's, dude. I know. I think that's going to be way too close to bleep out that word before we start. Well, anyway. if, the, if the if the first thing you heard on the podcast was a bleep, well, you know bleep. why. Cameron swears a lot before we go on air. Everyone, don't just, say that. Don't say. That. I had a customer swears. I had I had someone tell customers that I swear all the time. <laughs> and I said I said that's bullshit. I don't. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. <laughs> no, no. I, I can be professional when need be. Um, you can. I'm sometimes. excited, Cameron. Are you? Because this is like we we almost have had a show out regularly over the last couple of weeks. This is this is exciting. But we we're pretty good. We're pretty consistent. Like we're relatively you know, consistent. Yes, we're we're a lot more consistent some other than some other things that happen on podcasts and stuff like that. Um, so I, in Australia, I would say we'd have to be up there with not only are we the most popular Australian photography podcast number one, but we'd have to we'd have to be one of the most consistent. I think. Mm-hmm. And you know what that comes down to, Brendan? What's that, mate? We're good. We're good mates, and we like yes. to chat. Uh, we don't. We're not fake. We don't make stuff up. We don't put on <laughs> all this fake friendship as if we really like each other. We actually do. No. We're good mates, and oh, yeah, that's um, right. I think exactly. I think that's what uh, that's the ingredients to a good show. I think it comes across. Um, some uh, I I have news that I'm sure that this person won't won't mind me sharing. Um, Ash Hughes, a regular listener to the show, and has been on the show a couple of times. Um, I've heard it's, I've heard news about him too. Yeah, he's relocating north. He's to Queensland. He's, he's going to be an up north photo shower. Well, why has he done that? I don't know. I think the lure of the uh, the weather, uh-huh. you know, couldn't couldn't hack our cold down here. So he's so scurried he's, off he's, to the northern he's away climates. With the, he's away with the family. Um, forgive me, I don't know his wife's name, but um, she and him are traveling around the world, obviously around mm-hmm. Australia. So they've got to Queensland and thought, hang on a sec. What, that, what, would be, what, what, that would be the lovely Katrina, yes. Um, Katrina, they, uh, why, why, they, uh, why are we not stopping here more often? Well, I guess so. And that's good on them. I mean, um, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, good luck to Ash up north. I'm sure you'll continue mm-hmm. listening to the show because this podcast goes worldwide, Cameron. It and does. I know this because I have looked up some of our stats. Have I you got stats? I would come armed with stats. I totally thought you were going to, I reminded you a couple of hours ago and I thought you were still going to forget. <laughs> no, well done. Um, do, I just wanted tell. to normally, you know, we go on about the YouTube subs, which is 725 yeah. or something like that. Now, thank you very much for everyone who has liked, yeah. subscribed, and followed the channel. But for those of you listening in your other ear, um, who only listen to the show, which is great, we I love the fact that we can do a photography podcast with listeners. It doesn't yes. actually have to be visual. We can no. talk to you about photography and like a, right. a radio show that we are. Um yeah. 16.2 thousand, 16,200 16, <laughs> downloads of the show uh, since that's its inception, good. which is pretty bloody awesome. Yeah, that's um, good. I'm excited by that. Now, uh, if you would like to know where people listen, what percentage of our, all right, Cameron, what percentage of our listeners are from the land down under? What percentage? What percentage um, of our listeners make uh, make uh, from Australia? Oh, I'd say it's going to be pretty high. I'm going to say eighty four percent. That is one hundred percent correct. It's almost like you read my mind. No, it's not. It's eighty four percent. 
84 percent of our listeners are really? from australia that is correct how oh, bullshit <laughs> you it in one. that's 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 one to you uh and our second most popular country cameron uh is it the republic of congo no <laughs> It was for a while. <laughs> um, our second most popular country. Oh, people are, people are a... yelling at their screen. They're saying, I know what it is. Mm, uh, it's not New Zealand. Correct. Think. It's not New Zealand. No, I think it's England. Uh, the United Kingdom. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's the yeah there you UK. go. Shout yeah, out to yeah. all the UK listeners. Absolutely. We've got quite a few listeners over there. If you are listening from a country other than Australia, or even if mm. you are listening from Australia, leave a comment yeah. below. We're always interested to know where people are tuning in from and what yeah. you get from the show. If you get anything at all, other than just a couple of dudes talking crap about photography every week. Well, we had someone mention something the other day about the camera clubs and they were a camera club in the UK. Didn't and our camera club episode rate well? I thought it might. It did. It was good. I got a I got a funky earpiece going on here, but that's all right. Keep going. That's um, okay. that's fine. Yeah, no, the the camera club conversation is a good one. Yes, um, and it's a good one because it's always relevant. And as we know, we've got a lot of people that listen to the show that are in camera clubs. Yes, so it's relevant. Um, and like we said on the show, I think photographer camera clubs are still relevant. Um, we actually had a few emails, and and don't think that we haven't listened to, but I got a couple of emails about people asking for ideas about what we think and how we might look at changing things or what we'd do if we were in charge type of thing. Of, um, of we a will camera get, club, you mean? Of a camera club, yeah. We yep, will get yep. back to those people as well as soon as we can. So um, it was interesting. Yeah, it certainly raised a bit of conversation, which is what it's all about. No, I loved it. And I think mm. it did um, sort of turn a bit of a spotlight on some camera clubs that might be battling a little bit to get new members. Yeah. Um, it might be time that uh, things were torn up and redone. Well, a couple of people said, I think there was two that said that they were folding at the end of the year because they didn't wow. have members. Yeah. I don't know which ones they were, but um, so it's it's relevant. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get back to those people that emailed, but it's a, it's a relevant conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, you know what I was actually surprised about? We didn't get our we didn't get our asses handed to us with comments saying that we we're putting down camera clubs. Everyone actually took it on the vibe that we gave it on, which is yeah. good. Yeah, so, no, we're we're all for camera clubs. Um, mm, and and totally. and like I like I said last week, if there was an eighth day in the week, which we're going to call Bren's Day, I would Not run day. a no. I would definitely run a camera club here on the Ballerina. It'd be awesome. Uh, we're here in Ocean Grove, at least. I wouldn't. There's already one on the ballerina. I'll get in trouble. I was going to say. I was going to say you just lost your <laughs> your card carrying member. You've just lost that card and sponsor. <laughs> and sponsor. Are they sponsoring? Hmm? Oh, you sponsor them, not them. Oh ballerina. well, I I um I offer um, <clears throat> club members a discount on printing and things like that at my store. Oh, that's a so good idea. You could see that as some form of sponsorship, I would suppose. You know something we didn't get during the week, which I thought we might have, but we didn't. Yes. yes. We didn't get it. We didn't get any jingles. No one, no one made any jingles up for us. I know for a fact that there is someone working on a jingle for <laughs> us as we speak, which we might need to break out in 2024. But we'll, right. we'll is see. it going to be? Is it going to be suitable for listening to? Or uh, it should be. Um, you know, your person. daughter playing bass. Is it? How good was that? Mm, pretty well, cool. Yes. Mm. I was I was chuffed. Did I mention this on the show last week? I probably did. Anyway, you did that. You said the iPhone 15 was crap. That's right. It wasn't, Correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't wasn't very good at all. Well, I, um, I look for I look forward to our new jingle. Is it is it the opening jingle? Uh, that's being worked on, as well as a few other things, like wow. an intro to Deer Cam. 
is being worked on. <laughs> God. So, do I know this person? Did you say? You absolutely do. This, this is going to a whole new level, this podcast, in 2024. You just wait and see. Is that level I'll, up or down? <laughs> uh, exactly. I'll have to I'll have to work even harder in the edit cam that I do it all Excellent. hours of the morning for you, for I us. Not, I was going to say, not for me, for us, mate. Come on. I just it's gave you a rap band, mate. Now, now you'd throw me in it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, anyway. What do we do now? We talk about backgrounds. Cameron, what's your background? My background. Oh, look, I didn't take this photo. I ripped it off the internet. Is about this from five Google Images? Before. I don't know where it's from. It's just okay. I just typed in Christmas Zoom background. Uh, this is look at that. It's even got a fireplace. <laughs> How good is it? Um, I like the uh, I like the exposure. I think the the composition is look, good. The image look, is overall well balanced. It's a lovely shot, and the lighting <laughs> is great. I'm not sure about the beige overall beige theme of the uh, Christmas there, but the fire looks fake because the logs aren't burning. But that's okay. Um, but I, you said, oh, we got to dress up in Christmas attire. Mm -hmm. And I went crazy walk, running around the house asking the kids what they had. We had no reindeer ears, no Santa suit, no hat, no nothing. Um, so that's the best I could come up with was oh, a, a background that I ripped off the internet. And some hey, people um, are saying, Brendan, where's your Christmas attire? Hmm. And the well, very eagle-eyed uh, viewers will know exactly where my Christmas attire is, and I'll leave it at that. Oh. Oh, you've got the Nakasaki the, the uh, diehard t-shirt on, haven't you? Um, speaking of our shoes, going back to the second best host of this show, um, there we go, Naka, Nakatuma Plaza. Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah. Um, he he wanted to see you in a Santa suit. He made a comment just before we came Did online he? Yeah. that he wanted to see you dressed up in a Santa suit. I was yeah, hoping actually, that... Uh, I actually own a Santa suit and can't be bothered putting it on, so sorry. I was actually hoping that Mrs. Waits might rock up in a Santa suit. Mrs. Waits, um, her appearance on the show last night, uh, last week, um, was met with some feedback as well. Some very positive feedback, of course. They thought it yeah. was great to see, see yeah. the yeah. far better half on screen. Does um, she remember being a, a, a feature on the show? She probably doesn't remember much about Sunday, but that's another story. This is my <laughs> background right here. This is the Barwon Heads Bridges. I've actually used this as a background before. I'm so I'm so slack at the moment, guys. I'm flat out busy, and I'm sort of cobbling together the Down South Photo Show for my good listeners, but that is... The wonderful Bowen Heads Bridges, which are just an absolute icon in this area and fantastic to photograph under all conditions. I'm sorry that we're putting you out to have to actually go and do stuff for the show. So you should be. So you damn well should be. But no. But the, the amount of money like, you're raking in. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know I would never miss an episode of the Down South Photo Show. Well, it's fair to say that you to it's fair to say that you have been on absolutely every episode of this show. All 105 of them to this point. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, so. getting back to the audio stats, 16,200 downloads. Yes. Uh, England was the second most behind Australia. Correct. Uh, was there any other things that came out of those stats? Because I... Um, I haven't really, really done a deep dive, Cam. Struth. Uh, okay. Which platform do you think... People use Ooh. the most to listen to us. I can give you it's that. It's got to be Apple, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts is number one. Um, Shit, all three from three, yeah? You are, with with almost 55% of our listening audience oh, listening okay. on that platform. Second right. would be? Uh, I'm going to go Spotify. Correct. You are four for four tonight. Doing wow. well. Okay. Uh, Spotify Let's... at 18.5%. Uh, Followed by Google Podcasts after that. So, so if we if we compare the audio downloads, sixteen thousand two hundred, yes. to the YouTube downloads, yes, they're fairly similar, aren't they? Yes, yeah. So we, our uh, audience uh, is yeah. pretty well split between YouTube and yeah. and the audio cool. version. Yeah, it is good. That's it's cool. Good. Yeah. Um, mm, cool. Also, we can go down further, and 
I want, well, this is it. No, actually, no, that's not right. Sorry, I'm, I'm only looking for the last, I don't know. In the last week, other than yes. last week's episode, what do you reckon the most listened to episode was? Um, the most listened to episode, apart from that live one that went live into every household in India, mm-hmm. um, which doesn't count. Uh, doesn't count. I think now, I think it's probably the Overland track one. Episode 77, live from the Overland. Correct. You're just nailing it all tonight. You just got to um, going and, on. The only reason I know that, I think, is because it's Overland track season now, and I think everyone's Googling yes. Overland track, so now yes. they're watching that. But if Hello you haven't to, watched it, what what episode was it? 77. 77. Hello to Robin, who is headed off. Uh, she's going to have Christmas on the Overland. How amazing. Oh, good. Good uh, stuff. Bought, bought herself an OM5 off me to um, to do that, so very excited. Watched our nice. video on the Overland and said, I'm getting an OM5 just like Brendan had, so that's, that's cool. You're a trendsetter. Um, OM system, if you're listening, sponsorship. Uh, now, mm, next that's question. Backgrounds talked about. No, that's it. Cam, we're going to get into a main topic. One of the main okay. topics. One of the main topics tonight is is a bit of a um, chestnut for you, Cameron, and a, and a bit of a bit of a bugbear that yeah. uh, that, that you yeah. carried throughout. And at least you have stayed consistent right throughout the history uh, of the show. I will stay consistent, and it's not you back button waited. focus because uh, we had an email about back button focus. Someone almost unsubscribed to us because that was that was quite funny. That was quite a funny email. That was a very funny email because I hung too much shit on back button focus and Nikon. This is not back button focus, and it's not about Nikon. What it is about, and I'm starting to get my rant hat on again. I don't popular contrary to popular belief. I don't actually like ranting too much, but. Every time around about this time of year, we have a whole heap of photo competitions that happen. Um, there's the International Landscape Award. There's the this one. There's that one. They're everywhere. And without doubt, almost every year in the last handful of years, it's aerial photography winning these landscape photography. There we go. You've just put up an aerial on the background. They're winning these competitions hand over fist. And I'm just sick of it. I, I think it's it's becoming boring like aerials are great. Nothing taking away from the artist doing aerial and the people that get up there and take shots. It's great. You get that different perspective on, on landscapes, but for God's sake, so are they winning every shot, every competition because they're good? Mm-hmm. I don't get what these judges are looking at. Like people, like some of the top 50 that you see, there's some amazing landscape shots in there that I think just trample all over the ones that win or get in the top five of aerials. And I don't know why we're still – this has been going on for 10 years since – even when I was in the AIPP, it was Ariel. Ariel won this, Ariel won that. And it was a handful of people that used to be able to win them because they're the only ones that could afford to go up in a plane or a chopper. But surely we're past aerials. Like aerials have been going on for a long time. Surely we've got past them where an aerial shot of Iceland or an aerial shot of uh, Lake Air or an aerial shot of somewhere – that's so popular, surely we've done with these aerials. I'm sick of them. And again, it's not anything to take away. They're great photos. They're very well done photos. Some of the people that are taking these aerials, we know they're not, there's no problem there at all. My rant is for the love of God, can we move on from aerials in competitions winning or give them a completely different category, not overall landscape because it's just becoming so boring. I, whenever I see these competition winners come out and I see the aerial, I'm like, okay, that's just a waste of time. Like, okay, oh, wow, it's another shot of a volcano leaking or it's another shot of some waterways in Iceland. Wow. Okay. I've seen a thousand of them. That, um, and 
that those that waterways just, in yeah. Iceland tend to tend to oh. be at the forefront of a lot of different comps I'm seeing around the place. Oh, it's um, everywhere. Um, yeah, um, and look, I, I kind of get it that they are they they're beautiful images. There's no two ways the, about that. There's but nothing wrong right. with it, images. It, it's I I'm I'm with you. I, I think it's reached saturation yeah. point where, and it's funny, you know, because. When you get that top-down view on, so the bird's eye view that most yeah. people call it, when you're looking straight down on a subject, yeah, it's almost like you've just got to sort of move, you just got to fly around a bit, and you're going to sort it out. Like you're going to find a comp. Whereas I find creating compositions on the ground in so, for want of a better phrase, an aerial shot looking top down is almost two-dimensional. You know what I mean by that? Yeah. Like yeah. when you're when you're on the ground and you've got subjects that you can align you can move you know you can move your position to align these subjects you know yep. against a horizon against you know what i mean against the sunset or sunrise that sort of stuff yeah i think there's a lot more skill in in ground-based landscape photography yep and Absolutely. please i'll reiterate that is not taking away from the fact that there are some stunning aerial photos out there they're great yep. they are but well, you're right wait, wait. i think from a from a competition <laughs> point of view i think it's yep. great saturation point yeah, I think so. And this is the thing, like this is this is a hard rant to have because I know plenty of people do aerials and have no problem with them and think they're they do some incredible stuff. This is more of a rant against the, the judges who just yeah. keep on making these aerial photography shots win everything. Like surely the judges have been saturated beyond the point where they see an aerial pop up and go, oh, for Christ's sake, another aerial. Like surely they're thinking this, but mm -hmm. doesn't seem to be. The, one of the competition I'm referring to is the International Landscape Photographer of the Year, which I think they announced the winners a week ago. And Australian photographer, Tony Hewitt. Tony, I've, I've never met Tony. I maybe met him once or twice in the AIPP. Lovely guy. He's an absolute legend of the game. He's been around for years and he won with some aerial shots. But as soon as I saw the aerial shots, regardless of the, the subject matter, I just looked at them and go, okay, it's just another aerial collection winning some shots. But when you scroll down through the competition, you know, there's some second place and third place shots, which are ground-based land, traditional landscape shots. And they're stunning shots. And it's just like, that's more interesting. The execution of that shot, the location, the, the composition, that's more interesting to me than a shot down from a plane or whatever it might be. So yeah, it's a bit of a rant, but I hope next year in 2024, hopefully some people that listen to this show, maybe we've got some judges who give us two seconds of their time, but for, can, can we just stop awarding first prize to landscape aerials all the time? Mm. Or it's just, no, it's, it's, it's like when you watch, you know, like a sport and it's like an Australian cricket team at the moment, they win every time in Australia. Like they're, they're yeah. unstoppable at winning at home. Yeah. It's boring. Like and, they're you getting, want to, and, and they're getting 12,000 people turn up to a test. 12,000 people turn up to a test. but yeah. And that, the reason is because people are just bored with it. It's the same with aerials. Like, I'm, I'm just bored with aerials. Like, yeah. I've, I've been off the belt bandwagon for aerials for a, a long time. And, yes, I've done aerials. And, yes, I own a drone and I do all that kind of stuff. But I just don't see why every competition has to have aerials rating really highly all the time or winning. Yeah. I just I just think I think it's just – it's just saturated and it's boring and we need to move on and start rewarding some of these people that, you know, they do hike in a week to get these incredible shots or they go through this incredible weather event to get these shots on the ground. There to me, that there needs to be more emphasis put on the effort getting the shots versus just the opportunity. Um, yeah, and I think you, you made the point a few weeks ago that um, not everyone can 
get a helicopter and jump in no. a plane and, you know, get no. to these places and go to Iceland and all that sort of stuff. No. Which, I don't know. I mean, is it an unfair advantage? I don't know. These people have paid their well, to go to go do it and shoot these places. Yeah. I mean, each each their own, and that's that's totally fine. And, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely envious of people that, that have that those kind of opportunities to – to travel to those places and I wouldn't rob, want to rob them of that opportunity at all. But I think the point you're trying to make is enough already. Yeah. Look, look again, like if people have the ability and the time and the effort to go up and do these shots, like, you know, I speak to TP a fair bit and he does lots of aerials, you know, and sometimes he spends hours in a plane sort of lying on, you know, down and taking shoots straight down. Like there's effort involved, but it's almost like, you know, if you can get an aerial shot over Iceland or over a volcanic landscape or over some sort of salt lake or something like that or waterway, you're almost guaranteed a top 10 in every competition in the world. And I just don't think that's – like I said, this is more of a, a rant at the judges. I think the judges need to have a reality check yeah. that, you know what, like aerials are good, but if you just keep rewarding these aerials over and over and over and over again, you're stuck in this rut and people are going to lose interest and probably have already. I yeah. know in the AIPP when every aerial every aerial shot won the landscape photography for the year for years, people just stopped entering. Like they just gave up. Yeah. So they weren't going to get like, anywhere. Um, I find, yeah. I mean, I could be wrong because I don't I don't pay a lot of attention to protocom, so I honestly don't. Um, I find I think it's it's trends tend to last a good four or five years with with photo, photography competitions. Yeah. Um, I could probably. And over the last twenty plus years, that uh, you know that I've even had a passing interest in this sort of stuff. You could go. You can go back to like you know the HDR was was huge mm. around from two thousand yeah. to two thousand and four, yeah. two thousand and five. You know, and uh, I'm trying to think what other photography that you know. And then there was a lot of raised blacks and high contrast, you know, landscape yep. and borderline digital manipulation photographs then really took off towards the yep. back of the 2010s. Um, and now it's, now it's aerial stuff. Um, but, the, but these aerials have been around, like I would say easily 10 years. Yeah. Easily 10 years in, in time, the AIP. Turn the page people. Turn well, the it's page. Just, I'd love to have a look if we could canvas, not what we can, because we don't have time to do it. But if you canvassed all the major photography awards over the last 10 years and did a percentage of which ones were won by an aerial shot, It'd be in the 80s, 85, 86% easily. And I I just think it's just a shout out to the judges. Can we move on from aerials? Like that's it's beyond repetitive and it's just a bit boring. Like mm -hmm. I said, it's like watching Australia play Pakistan at the Wacker or at Perth on an absolute highway. Like it's just boring. Do you know they're pulling so, the Wacker down? Are they? The Wacker is disappearing. Well I find, I find that a little sad. It is pretty sad. I'm a traditional, um, so. Anyway, that's my rant. I'll get it out there for the end of the year. Aerials, just look good. Good luck. Congratulations to the people that win. Yeah. Like, there's nothing against them. Like you said, they're they're doing the hard work and they're taking the photos and processing them all and editing them all there. But judges, like, can we just mix it up a bit? Yeah. You know, go um, out in the limb, do something different. Uh, our January comp will be aerials, folks. So get your entry. No, I'm joking. Uh, that's not going to happen. Um, right. Yep. Okay. I'm with you. Sorry, um, I think last year or maybe the year before around this time, uh, we did an entire episode dedicated to uh, what you would buy the photographer in your life for Christmas. 
We did. Um, I think we're going to maybe maybe put a different sort of spin on that this year. I, I'm, I reckon we need to rack our brains, questions without notice. I reckon we need to rack our brain on what we might, as photo- as professional landscape photographers, mm. yeah. um, what we might like for, for, for Christmas this year. Um, I mean, I, I, I tell you what I would like, and I, I'm really- if you, a- if you say a flight- an aerial flight. I'm cutting this. I'm cutting this episode off now. Over over Iceland. Over um, Iceland. I've really been researching this lately. Um, Cam and I uh, are determined for 2024 to to make the channel a little fresher, a little different. And Try to. Um, what I've been noticing over the last little while with uh, are, YouTubers, are you cutting me off the show? <laughs> no, with YouTubers in particular, one Thomas Heaton, um, photo oh, yes. tripper. We are not doing uh, daily vlogs. James Popsis. Um, I, I I like the way they YouTube. We wanted to do a couple of things in the field, so we're going to go out. Cam and I. Cam's going to do it in Tassie. I'm going to do it here around the Great Ocean Road or uh, the Ballerine Peninsula. Mm-hmm. We're just going to do short little um, tips and stuff, tips, tricks, yep. stuff while we're out. We're going to we're going to film some stuff while we're out in the field. We're going to edit it together. We're going to chuck it up on the YouTube channel. And one thing I want Santa to put in his sack for me is that little DJI Osmo Pocket 3. I've got uh, one of those. Don't, don't tell me you've got one. I'll... Yeah, yeah, I've got one. Yeah, I think they're awesome. He's, he's going, people. He's looking around for it. He's he's going to his... He's, he's disappearing into the fire. Cam, you've gone into the fire. Get out of the fire, Cameron. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> he's gone. No, he's, um, he's hunting for it. See, this is definitely... I, I do have one. Notice. I do have one, and they are awesome fun. Yeah, um, I think I they're get... um, I think they're incredible, and I think for all you vloggers and YouTubers out there, LinkedIn description, DJI Osmo Pocket Three. Osmo yeah. Three. Is there a third yeah. one now? The third one has come out. Um, it looks oh, amazing. Right. It has a, a like a vlogger's kit for it and things like that. Basically, oh. folks, what it is, it's a handheld video camera with a little gimbal on the top that does yeah. steady cam like footage, and you they can do are it your pretty own. damn good. You don't they are good to... and. You don't have to have a film crew or anything with you. It's like a film no. crew in your pocket. They are good. Uh, the one I've got, I think, is the two. Yeah. Um, and I give mine to Five Star Dan when we're out and about. He does a bit of behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, they are incredibly steady. Um, yes. You know what they also do? They, they don't have the biggest, um, obviously, the biggest uh, sensor in them, but they do panoramas. Very, very cool. You, you set it up and you just go, doot, 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 and does yep. all the shots together. Well, the so, yeah, they are. has a one inch sensor, I believe. So I'm looking, I'm looking at it now. Where do I buy one, one, Brendan? They, they have a, a oh, I know it's a big. Know it's got a, a bigger screen on it. It's got a screen that actually rotates as well. So you can rotate mm. your screen from vertical to landscape. Cameron has just added one to his Santa sack. Yeah, so, well, um, not at eight hundred and forty nine dollars, haven't they? Ain't the ain't the cheapest thing going around. But oh, the uh, screen the screen rotates. That's cool. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the screen rotates. You can get a battery pack extender and all this kind of stuff for it. So uh, yeah, we, well, we are not sponsored in any way by this company, and I haven't even was... tried the bloody thing, but. From what I'm seeing, particularly from Tom Heaton when he uses his, um, yep. the results are great. One feature I love about it is Active Track, where yes. I can put it on a tripod and basically walk around a scene and explain what I'm trying to shoot in the background and it'll follow me. So yeah. I think I'm almost certain that one of them is going to find its way under my Christmas tree this year. Yeah. Um, like I said, I've got the two and it's really cool and you can, it's like it spins around watching you and spins around watching the other way. I've actually had two of them. I had the first one and I had the second one, yep. but I didn't know a third one had come out. Now you've yep. got me chomping at the bit. Um, 
So if you had a sack, if Santa's sack was big enough, you put one of those in. Definitely. And what about you, Cam? Have you got uh, your eye on anything for Christmas from a photography no. point of view? Or are you one of these guys that's hard to buy for because you've got it all? You know what? I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I'm going to lay my heart on the line here and tell you some home truths, right? About me. Be I'm one of these people. I am. I'm, going, I'm one of these people who growing up, I was never, never, never disrespectful, but I was always one of those people that always got a little bit down at Christmas time. Cause I'd be like, Oh, I'd really like one of those, but I either couldn't afford it or my parents couldn't afford it or whatever, you know, it was out of reach. And you get to Christmas day and you're like, Oh, I really would one of those. And okay. <laughs> I'd get a bit down on it. So, so when I started working and started earning my own money, I, I I'm sort of one of these guys that just buys things I need or want as I go along. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, Christmas, is not necessarily about gifts anymore. It's more about just spending time with friends and family and all that kind of stuff. So I don't really get much for Christmas each year because I generally just get what I need throughout the year. As you go. Yep. As you go. Um, but if I could ask for one thing, and I don't know if Lisa's watching or listening, um, I don't know what it would be. Um, I'd actually, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still trying to nail a good backpack. Yeah. A good camera backpack. That's one thing I still don't have. I've got a crumpler one at the moment, which is good. Um, I do like the F-stop bags and yeah. they've got some, they've got some good bags that have come out recently as well. So maybe I would ask for one of those perhaps. I'm, I'm absolutely um, in love with my backpack. I finally put that low right. pro big orange thing to, to use yes. and uh, yes. brilliant holds all my gear perfectly, everything. So um yeah. really, really happy. I think it's a Trekker four. Or I can't remember what it's called, but it's, yeah. uh, so, it's yeah. really, really good. How many, how many liters is it? Do you know? I don't know. I haven't got it here. That's questions okay. without notice, Cameron. Okay. Um, so yeah, if, uh, if I'm I... going to say that it's uh, it's probably ten. Oh, okay. So it's pretty small-ish. Is ten small? Is it? Well, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but if I if I could ask for something, it'd probably be a backpack that um, I actually like. So there you go. But okay. but I but I am a bit tricky to buy for. Um, mm -hmm. So well, now looking at this Osmo Pocket Three, like I'm almost pressing buy now on the shopping. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 very tasty. It's a very very cool product. So um, yeah. Well, yeah. getting back to sorry, what you said earlier about us going out in the field and things like that. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I want to do a bit more of that this year or next year coming up. Yeah. Um, for for our channel and also my own personal stuff as well, because um, I've got I've got hours and hours of footage of all mm -hmm. these places I've gone. I've never done anything with it. Yep. Um, so the the other thing I was looking at today, which would be pretty cool to get, is you know those um, slide bars where you, the camera goes and moves along. Yeah, I do. Um, that'd be cool to have in the, the Santa sack as well. Um, yeah, and imagine putting your uh, Osmo Pocket Three on that. Be pretty cool. That would be very cool. I like the sound mm. of it. Um, so, yeah, we're going to. Um, I hope I haven't let the cat cat out of the bag, so to speak. But we are going to do a little bit yeah, more yeah. with the channel we, next year. And um, it, it was like a five second discussion true, about two weeks true. ago. <laughs> that's, that's right, but but it's going to happen, right? It's so, going to happen. Uh, no, we 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 want to mix it up a bit. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it might even be. I was thinking out thinking out loud now, like if we did like a five minute snippet or a ten minute snippet of of a of a tip or something like that, we could put it within the episodes on here. So you know, absolutely. In, in the middle of the episode, we're going to have like a 10-minute break while we go out and show you how to shoot a sunrise or shoot a sunset or how we take in our bag, what we take in our bag, et cetera, et cetera. So, Stay tuned um, for that, folks. Yeah, it's coming. It means Brendan's got to edit more, which is yeah, fantastic. That's fine. that's fine. I don't mind editing. That's fine. Um, so so off air. My, uh, my hiking kit um, 
well, my hiking camera gear is OM system OM5, as you know. Yes. Um, my 8 to 25, which is need, needs to be repaired, but now I've got a 7 to 14 as well. So I don't know which one will come with me on the three caves, but we'll work it out later. Yeah. I still have a very big gap in my system. Um, mm. And I am still on the hunt, Santa, for a probably a 12 to something. Now, I don't know whether to go to the 12 to 40 or the 12 to 100. And being a landscape photographer, mm. I'm starting to think the 12 to 100 would be great, but I think it's only F4, but that doesn't really it is only me. It is only F4. Um, uh, that doesn't but, worry me so much, given but, that I've got the 7 to 14 F2.8 Pro. So... It's a, yeah. There is a gap in my in my uh, in my bag. I, I would say the twelve to one hundred is great, and it's got image stabilizer built in it too. True. So that that's you know to me that almost outs, offsets the two point eight versus the four. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the the twelve to forty two point eight is also a good lens. Very, it's a pretty much your, your go to sort of every run of the day, run of the mill type of thing. So yeah. Um, yeah. So you might put one of those in Santa's sack as well. That's right, and um, I'm going to shock no one here by saying that uh, I would also wouldn't mind getting my hands on some kind of full framed system as well. Um, oh, okay, yeah, whether that be Sony, Canon, Nikon, I have actually had to not had to. I wanted to do some research on the Z series from Nikon uh, over the mm -hmm. last couple of weeks uh, for a friend of mine, uh, you know, Colleen up in Swan Hill. Barthes, yes. uh, Barthes misses, um, Barthes misses. No, it, yeah. Anyway, Colleen Barth, who's a very good, very loyal listener to the show too. G'day, Barthy. Um, she's, uh, she's had to upgrade. didn't have to, but she wanted mm. to upgrade from, she had a D 800. Yes. And was just finding the thing too bloody heavy. Yeah. Um, so, so this, this, this is funny as well. The Nikon, the Nikon mirrorless system. So I've been doing a lot of well, research this, there was actually this very question was was posted on the BFOP page this evening. Someone was wants it? to go, like word for, it might have even been the same person, I don't know, um, pretty much word for word that they want to change um, from a heavier system. Um, so they said, I'm after some advice. Someone who use different brands of mirrorless. What would you recommend? I've got an eight, D850 and find it getting heavier. Okay. Um, I've said it on the show before and I'll say it again. The cameras these days are getting too heavy for people because there's lighter options out there. Yeah. But one of the good things, our good mate Glenn Lavender, who's happy birthday to Glenn today. He's uh it's his birthday today. Yeah, he's almost 60, apparently. Um it can't be. 59. So, um, but he made a good point that even though they're mirrorless cameras in full frame, there is so much weight still in the the full frame lenses. So yeah. you, you don't you really don't save a great deal of weight when you go from a full frame DSLR to a mirrorless. Yes. So you, you definitely want to hold one of those with a prime or a two point eight lens on there to feel because I think you'll be unpleasantly surprised at how heavy they still are. Yeah, but what I'm finding is the new lenses that are coming along. So yes. Canon's RF lenses, Nikon's they are ZF lighter. lenses yes. are incredibly light. Um they are. quite impressed. One I have got a little bit of a bone to pick with Nikon. Um, when I was doing the research, um, and looking at in particular lens compatibility, so, mm -hmm. um, you know, can I buy an adapter and put old lenses on, on a new camera? You can, mm -hmm. you actually can. And Nikon make a fantastic adapter. Um, yes. here's the catch. They fit, they work, but only half of them are autofocus. So mm -hmm. The autofocus vanishes with the adapter on more than half of the Nikon lenses, which 
I think that's a bit crap. Um, yeah, it kind of, it kind of, it's, it's, it's like a little sting in the tail. Oh, I've got this great new car. Oh no, okay, yeah. now I've got to go and buy another bloody lens. Um, a few weeks ago, wasteful as well too. I'm not not a fan of that. They should, these these this glass should last forever, Cameron. So it sh- it should. Um, like a few weeks ago, we had a discussion about me li- liking Nikon and had a bit of a play with it and was considering swapping over and still haven't made a decision on that. Uh, so Julie, if you're watching from Nikon, still haven't decided. Of um, she's watching. She loves the show. Of course she's watching. She's going to sponsor next week, she said. Um, so, and when I did play around with the Z system on top of Mount Hotham that day, they were impressive and the lenses were a lot lighter than I thought they were. They're still heavy, but a lot lighter than what I thought they were. But Nikon over the years have done some interesting, funny things with their cameras, haven't they? Like they brought out those first Z series of one memory card. Then they use that funny X compact flash card or whatever it is. Yes. Yes. Uh, and then they had the adapter and then the adapters don't use all the lenses. Some of them don't use autofocus as you, as you just mentioned. I got into they, an they said- argument with a Nikon rep years ago, a proper oh. argument. Right. Punches um, thrown. Not quite that bad, but um, I can't even remember the guy's name, and I and I and I'm a little bit embarrassed that I carried on like a pork chop. Um, they put out this camera called the Nikon One. I don't know yes, if you remember. I remember, that. I remember the Nikon One. Um, what an absolute dog's breakfast of a camera that was. They decided yep. to put a compact camera sensor into a SLR style camera, yep. um, so that they could brag about how fast it was. Yeah, because it's got no freaking data to process because it's yep. shit. <laughs> You're still ranting about it. Oh, it just it annoyed me so much. The marketing was was so I just felt like they were pulling the wool over everyone's eyes. Yeah. So um it really annoyed me that they carried on like that. You know, oh no, it's this, it's that. So yeah, but the photo quality, it yeah. was so bad. It was it was like taking photos on a potato. It was really terrible. Or, or, and then they or an iPhone 15. Was it called the V one? The one I think it was anyway. the V the V one, I think it was. Yeah. Oh, it was just yuck. And they made lenses for it and everything. And they were trying to compete with what Olympus had done. Um yep. with and, their little pens. Uh, <clears throat> failed miserably. And I and I was just convinced I didn't want to stock it. We had to, of course, because we worked for Camera House. So, you know, here, have all this crap to sell. Uh, because we we said that you we that you have to. I wonder what the spivs were on the end of that that round. Oh, mate! By the end of it, I think they were giving us twenty grand a camera just to sell the freaking thing, and and even then we couldn't give it away. So, yeah, yeah. those yeah, are no, the days. I used to hate fucking spivs. I used to hate oh, them. No, no, that's right. I, I used to love them. Yeah, no, I I just couldn't. It's like selling yourself to the devil. Well, it sort of yeah. was because the devil was upstairs. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah, um, but uh, anyway. yeah, no. Um, yeah, I know. I think um, getting back to your Christmas sack, I think, I think, yeah, it's nice to get uh, Christmas presents with photography gear, but I think, I think you also you got to have some little bit of an input in um, what people get you for camera gear as well, because it is usually oh, fairly no, expensive. Oh, there's and... no way I would let anyone buy me anything photographic yeah. related. Just give no, me the I'm bloody the voucher. Yeah, give me the voucher. <laughs> Just cash is good. Cash works. Cash is king, and or give yeah. me a voucher for Ocean Grove camera and photo. Look at you. Um, so yeah, you know, yeah, I'd love to hear what people if people could have something in their their sack this year, what what would it be? Mm. Um I wonder what the most common answer would be. If like, oh, I, think, a, I think a lot let, of people like the idea of the the fast pro lenses and things like that, um, which are yeah. just hideously unaffordable. I, I'm so annoyed the way I had this conversation with a local pro photographer today um about 
the price on gear and i've yeah. ranted about this before but it's that's and yes, stupid isn't it they charge it because people pay it i get it but seriously five six seven grand for these mm -hmm. bodies that are going to be replaced in 12 months time with a better yeah. newer model and uh, it does my head in cam like and it makes it inaccessible for people but facebook marketplace Second, is your friend i was going to say second hand that's that's where you know if you if you're smart about your photography you just play the game two years behind there's nothing wrong with giving someone a secondhand lens for Christmas. Huh. Why does it have to be new? Anywho, um, do you know what tomorrow is, Cameron? As we record this, um, do you know what tomorrow is? The 21st of December. Which means it is the longest daylight hours of the year. The 21st oh, good. You'll be, you be loving so that. We have reached that point already where we... Is that the summer, that the summer solstice? That's correct. That is the summer really? solstice. So... Um, yeah. We're, and and it's bizarre because it doesn't feel like we should be here already, but we are. And then we turn the corner and head back to the short days again. But uh, that's a long way off. We won't wish that away. But uh, uh, do, you uh, me to, do you want me to burst? Your, do you want me to burst your bubble? It's actually the day after that. That's actually Friday. Yep. Yeah, well, there you go. It's near enough. <laughs> near enough. Um, we we wanted to talk about you know can you get the end of year photography blues? Mm. Um, the the reason I get the end of year photography blues is because I'm tired and retail in December is big. Oh, oh Brendo. poor Brendan, poor yeah. Brendo, the world's smallest <laughs> violin playing just yeah, for you. That's right. Hey, uh, take feel sorry for me. I've got, I got the kids on full time holiday at the moment. I don't feel sorry for you for a second. You don't know what busy is, mate. Jeez. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, jeez, oh, you know, you you <laughs> bending over at the waist putting DVDs into DVD players. You poor bugger. Are you okay? Who uses DVDs anymore? It's all streamed, mate. Yeah, that's an old stand-up comedian's bit. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, um, but, yeah, the longest day of the year, um, and you are busy and tired, yes, and you can get the blues. This this Absolutely. morning this morning, I was you know, I was, I was up and at it at like 5, 5.30, and it's like, wow, there's the sunrise. That's nice. And then tonight it was like, oh, there's the sunset. So I've seen them both, mm. but 12 hours apart. <laughs> yeah. Well, I won't tell you what time I got out of bed today. Sorry, not so. 12 hours apart, like 16 hours 16 apart. 16 hours apart. That's how long the day is at the moment. Well, I think you're right, though. Like, um, like obviously, I've just got back from America, and I took, you know, a few shots over there, but I'm not feeling it at the moment. Like, I really uh, – we actually had a beautiful sunset here last night with a big rainbow over the water out near our house here. And I did get the camera out for five seconds, but um, I'm not inspired at the moment. I'm just sort of thinking, you know, at the end of the year, I can't be bothered picking my camera up or driving somewhere or walking somewhere. Or I sort of think that you get to the end of the year and you're like, okay, I'm sort of all photoed out a bit. And then, yeah, you know, maybe, you get. Maybe there's a bit of that, but I think it's also, hmm. and we took, yeah, you know, we've talked about this before. And that is when is our favorite time to shoot? And it's yeah. always in the lower light seasons. Hmm. So hmm. the more contrast, like the, the better light generally is autumn and spring. That's um, right. Yeah. And then you get the winter light as well, which is great. Summer light can be quite harsh. Um, yep. You know, hot days don't necessarily make for the best photos. So that's that has an impact as well. But I think you're right. I think there's a factor of, and it's obviously psychological because, you know, it's yeah. just concept that now we're at the end of the end year. End of the year, that's right. Yeah, the year so just goes on and on and on, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, and, and we sort of want to give our cameras a bit of a rest and not do it, yeah. you know, for a little yeah. while. I think summer, like I was thinking about this today as well. Like, oh, where, you know, I've got all these visions in my head of where I could get some really nice shots down here in summer. They all involve walking up the top of a bloody mountain. But <laughs> in, in summer, 
what you do get is those beautiful long sunsets with all the layers and the haze through all the, yes, the mountain true. ranges. And um, I'm up there next month, as you know, we've got our down south photo show workshops and I've got yes. some uh, Olympus workshops, but yep. I'm planning it at some stage to go either up to the high country and do some sunsets and sunrise. I might even swag up on top of Hotham for a night or two and just see if I can get some early morning shots and late afternoon shots of the, all the layers and stuff like that. So there yeah. is things you can shoot in summer, but you're right. Like we get to the end of the year. It's not really the end of the year. The year doesn't end. No. It's just it's just Groundhog Day. But I think Christmas time is a bit shitty as well. Like there's so much on. You got, you know, you're winding down from work, you're getting presents and stuff like that. That was the one thing in America that was quite interesting because they don't have a massive Christmas holidays. Like mm. it's just that's just the middle of winter. So it's just to have a quick quick winter holiday and away you go. Where that's right. We get to we get to summer, we're like, oh summertime. We've got weeks off, we go down to the beach, yeah. we can more daylight. Um so and yeah, it's there, a different over there they have summer break. So they do they it have summer break, that's right. So time of the year. So they do it in June, yeah. July. So So but what I'm saying is they they have their long break through a period of time that's not huge celebrations and things. It's just yeah, summer. We have summer celebrations then we have christmas on top of that so you're sort of doubling double dipping your celebrations and you know long hours lots of drinking lots of eating lots of family arguments yeah, yeah. lots of that kind of stuff so it is yeah. it's, a, it's a tiring time of year it and is. the last thing you want to do is get your camera out and go drive somewhere or go walk somewhere and do too much after a, a big christmas pudding and yeah I'm, I'm i know and it's funny because you, it's funny you say that because for me, I, I literally get to Christmas Day and fall in a heap. I do it every year, and this is my tenth yeah. or eleventh Christmas on my own, like working my own business in retail. Yeah. Um, and then I do find though between sort of Christmas and New Year, the bug starts to come back a little bit. I start looking at my yeah. gear and yeah, hang on, I wouldn't mind getting this out and blah blah. Yeah. And I'm quite excited next year because um, next year, which is like in a few weeks. Um, you know, I'm off on the three capes walk with yourself. We're I'm doing a walk. Looking yeah. forward to that. Um, so am I. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it'll be good not just to catch up with yourself, but also to, just to get into somewhere I've never been before. Yeah, and photograph it. Like, yeah, cool. I think now, I think that. Yeah, I, I think, think that's a big key. We should both have our DJI Osmo Pocket Threes on that. And um, I think yeah. I think we should just go online and buy one now. What do you reckon? There's an episode. There's an episode for you. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, I agree. Um, and I think. I think having goals, and we've spoken about this throughout the last couple of years. Having goals in your photography is really important, yeah. even if it's over, even if it's over Christmas. Like I know people that used to do the twelve days of Christmas photo challenge. Yeah. So they go out, you know, for this day you got to shoot this, and this day you got to shoot that. Um, so yeah, setting yourself challenges through those periods where you think you're getting a little bit down, yeah, a bit over photography. It's always good to, or do something completely different. Yeah. Go do portraits, or go shoot macro, or go yeah. do something completely yeah. different. Yeah, that that can also spark your your interest back up as yeah. well. So um, you know, if if you're into New Year's resolutions, make one of them to take a take photography to somewhere you've never done it before. Yeah, you know, portrait is awesome. Portrait can really get you out of your comfort zone. Um, yeah. I quite like. Uh, you know, you might you know, try some light painting. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mac macro is always a no brainer and very easy to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's lots of genres that you can have a crack yeah. at if you're into New Year's resolutions, which I'm not generally, but that's why. Well, the, um, the the other thing, just while you're on that, as yes. to New Year's resolution, New Year's fireworks work really well as well. They do. People, they do. people do the fireworks, and people get out in there, and that's pretty much fun the only thing that fireworks are good for is taking photos of, in my opinion, a bar humbug. Um, 
We don't have a deer cam this week, but uh, if you have a deer cam, people have given up on deer cam. If you, that's that's right. We'll get we'll we'll get back into it. Cameron, a jingle. Cameron introduced a new segment last week called Photography Word of the Week. Yes. Now, are you ready for this, Cameron? Are you ready for it? You're the one. Who has well, this to is true. Well, I'm just making sure that you're set. I'm ready. I've got I've got the the meaning here in the book. So no, for those no, who are just, those yes. who aren't playing at home, this is the focal encyclopedia of photography. It's a book I've had since uni, which is 20 years ago, and yes. it's a big one, and it's got heaps of stuff. And I used to have all these little tags in here about stuff we studied. But I thought it'd be funny and entertaining and somewhat educational. You know how educational came in the third then? That's that's how we that's run right. this show. This is, this um, is, this is infotainment this is not, at its greatest. Infotainment. Um, I thought it'd be funny to pick out a fo- photography-related word that Brendan doesn't know or shouldn't know. He hasn't looked it up. I've only, I've only put it in the notes a couple of minutes I ago. I have not. He has to pronounce it, and he then has to give me an idea of what he thinks it is, and then I'll okay. tell you what the official meaning okay. is. I'm going to have a look at the word is on the screen, that and is. I think I can get the pronunciation right of this one, and that is halation. Yes. Not, okay. not yeah, yeah, halation. Not halation. jubilation. No, halation. Okay. Um, what do you think that is? I think halation. Now, I'm you know, looking at the word and hal, halo, uh, like Ooh, a glow, okay, yeah, yeah, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Halation. H a l a t i o n for those yes. playing at home. So, would halation be uh, an effect, an unwanted effect of a lens, um, where it might sort of similar to like a sunspot or a um, you know um, lens flare kind of. Am I in the ballpark, Cameron? You give yeah, me you, you're doing pretty well. Um, okay. It's not necessarily um, a lens effect as such. Okay. It's more of a light effect. So okay. halation, uh, bright light sources in photographs are often surrounded by a luminous halo yes. uh, with a diffused outer edge. A night photograph, no, a night photo- ah, start again, a night photograph with street lamps against a dark sky is a typical occasion of such halation. Ah, yes. Okay. Uh, yep. I get the it. Sources, the sources could be several. If there's mist or smoke in the air, yes. it will scatter the light and be seen by the photographer and the camera. So it's it's the glow that is illuminated off the lights, yeah. uh, sometimes affected by atmospheric conditions and things like that. Well, I'm giving myself a pass on that. I think I got that one. Yeah. Um, if the camera and lens bodies are not treated to eliminate these reflections, you can get flare. So the flare is what ah, gotcha. is, is created optically, but halation is, I guess, what causes the flare. So- yeah, well done. That was pretty good. That one. Sometimes when you get the big ring around the sun, that that would, I suppose, be a halation. Well, it would be. That's actually moisture. Yeah, that's, that's right. So you get uh, those rainbows. Isn't it like and if ice you get, crystals or something in the high atmosphere? It is. Or yeah. yeah, you can also get fog bows. Have you seen a fog bow? I've heard of these. Yeah, we we you get them a lot on the overland track actually, and because all the huts are in these little valleys, and if you wake up early in the morning where the button grass plains are. If they get a bit of frost overnight, they get the sun on them. It creates a bit of fog. And then the moisture in that air, you actually get, like at ground level, you get this beautiful circular rainbow, very cool. um, which is very cool. It is. So, I like that, I yeah. like that a oh, lot. Well done. Thank you for word of the week. Um, beer donations this week. Thank you, Mel, for your uh, weekly donation can to I, the beer fund. Can I put an asterisk on that? Yeah, you sure can. Uh, Mel, not only. <laughs> no, 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 it is. No, no, it's not all good. Uh, not only did Mal buy us a beer, but Mal mm-hmm. has also booked himself a, a seat 
on the October 2024 Utah trip. He took up the last spot that we're talking about. That is so, extremely excited. I'm very, very glad that you've got such a gentleman as Mel we, coming along on that. I said to Mel, I said, that's awesome. But we have both these trips are going to be great. The second trip's actually a whole heap of people from a camera club that know each other that have booked that trip out. But the Fantastic. first trip is is a whole heap of really good customers and we are yeah. going to have an absolute ball. And uh, Mel slotting into that, uh, that sixth spot, um, that is just going to make that trip all the better for him. So um, That will be a blast. You, you know what I'm going to do on that trip? Uh, take photos. I'm going to buy Mel a beer or two <laughs> yes, or ten. Will. A Budweiser. <laughs> um, speaking of workshops, uh, we've still got yeah. um, a couple of spots left on our workshops. DSPS.com.au. We're not going to bang on about them. Go over there and check them out. DSPS.com.au. While you're there, buy us a beer. Thank you very much. Cameron. Right. Okay. What have, what have you got coming up now? I think this is the time where we take the opportunity to wish all of our listeners a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever mm. you celebrate with your friends and family. Hope you yep. enjoy yourselves. Stay safe, all that sort of stuff. Can you do like a, a graphic of Santa Claus flying across the screen in front of us? Probably not. Okay. That's worth asking. Um, yeah. Merry <laughs> Christmas to everyone and Happy New Year or Merry whatever you celebrate. You know, you got to be careful these days. Whatever um, your thing is. Yeah, from my side of things, I just want to thank everyone for tuning in for the last year. Yes. Uh, we've had a lot of fun this year. Uh, we're not going away anywhere soon. We're going to continue. We, we are going to um, go magic. out with a bang for the New Year's. Uh, are we just? Are we going to fireworks? Well, I think, uh, yeah. Well, I think maybe December 29, 30, something. It's probably December 29. We'll put out another episode. So we will, right. we're going to have a big wrap on 2024 in the next episode. So tune in for that. Um, but you know, I hope your Santa sack is full. Yeah, never sounds good saying that. Um, but yeah, hopefully, um, people have a great Christmas and a safe Christmas. Um, look forward to hearing what you got. So feel free to dump on the uh, Down South Photo Show Facebook page. Tell us what you got in your sack. Yes. If there's anything exciting or anything related, that preferably, <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to know that you got a chamois for the car or something like, or, or, a, or a bag of undies or a packet of hankies. <laughs> Um, uh, but right. no, I'd be interested to see if anyone, if you do get something that's awesome, please let us know in the comments. Yes. Um, you know, if you get that, you know, whatever it is, $20,000 camera kit or, you know. I know one of our be. listeners is getting something awesome for Christmas and I can't say any more than that. Oh, you can say it off here. You can tell me. Or is it me? <laughs> or is it me? Can't even say that. Um, oh, God. <laughs> right, that's it. What are you? Uh, so I got nothing going on. I'm I'm on holidays. So um, I've got uh, as we're recording this on the 20th of December. I now have four days ahead of me of uh, full on retail. Um, <laughs> thank you to everyone who has supported Ocean Grove Camera and Photo uh, this month and this year. In fact, um, everything's point trending in the right direction. We are up, which is great. Thank you so much. Keeping me nice and busy. Uh, to the point where I wish it was Christmas every month, but hey, what are you going to do? That's fine. Um, cranking out the prints, frames, canvas yeah. prints, photographic equipment, film, selling a bucket load of film, Cameron, uh, right. this Christmas. So, which is great, exciting, exciting time. So, so well. people in their sacks are going to get film mm -hmm. and like just wads of cash so they can go develop it afterwards. That's right, exactly, because mm -hmm. you'll need it. Yeah. Hey, if anyone gets an aerial print for Christmas, mm. burn it. Mm. That's right. Not a fan. Uh, that is it. That is the podcast. This has been episode 105. Scrolling up. Why, where Five. are we? One, this Five. has been episode 105 of the Down South Photo Show. We will see you mm. for 100 and, episode 106 next week and also our last show for the year. It's been a pleasure.
Bye for now. It has. Bye-bye. Cheerio. See you later. Yeah. Cheerio. Merry Christmas. Yeah, yeah Merry and, and whatever you're into. Bye. Who, who's Mary? <laughs>